Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. I wasn't just blowing smoke either. When I, I know Vern's my friend and all that and co-worker, but he really is. Like, when you hear Vern's voice, that means that it's Royals baseball. It means it's summertime. Roll your windows down. Turn that radio up, baby. Vern's on the radio. Hey! I'm the sports machine on the radio when they let me. That's great. We'll be here until 9 o'clock right here, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Am I the mascot machine? We're going to find out here in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to the NCAA tournament, there's always some anteaters or dolphin eagles. I made that one up. That'd be sick, though, huh? We'll see if I know the mascots. Fun talking some Royals baseball with Vern. A little depressing talking with Grant during the break because we were talking about Patrick Mahomes. So this will be year one, two, three, four, five, six in a Chiefs uniform. That's it's not new anymore. You know, like, don't get me wrong. When you get a badass car, I never have one. Dated a girl one time that had a sick Jeep Wrangler. We dated for a while. And even after a few years, it was like, damn, that's a sick Jeep Wrangler. Every time I got to drive that thing, it felt like the day that she got it. And I'm not saying it's getting older to think with Patrick Mahomes, but year six, we're kind of getting into this thing with this dude. So it's nuts. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. As the show rolls along, we'll talk about some other NFL free agent moves that have gone down recently. Are the walls caving in on the Chiefs in the AFC West? Other teams are definitely making more moves, but are they getting that much better? And are the Chiefs okay basically standing pat and making a little move here and a little move there and not a huge splash? Because the rest of the division, save the Raiders, has done a lot of different stuff. We'll keep talking college basketball, of course. And then... I disagree a little bit with the Royals when it comes to Adalberto Mondesi. So we'll talk about that spinning four. But Grant, go ahead and take over the hosting duties and uh, give me some corny music if you have it. And let's see if I am indeed the mascot machine. What do you got for me? You give me a school, I'll give you the mascot. So I grabbed like 20 of these. All right. And the first two. 20, I bet I can get. uh, These are all current teams in the NCAA tournament. These are all teams on this field of 68, yeah. Oh, I'll get 15. Okay, yeah, probably. So the first one is in a game that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the school that you thought was a community college, the Texas A&M Corpus oh, Christi. You think that I would have done my research after what are doing they? that and seeing what they were? They're the Warthogs, bro. <laughs> they they're the Islanders. The Islanders? <laughs> the Islanders. That's sick. Wait, tell me the name of the whole school again. It's the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. First of all, that is. That's like, you know what the Kimbe Mutombo's full name is, right? I, I have no idea what it is, the but Kimbe I've heard it The Mutombo, Mupalumbo, Jean-Jacques Wamutombo. Tell me what that school is called again. Full name. I believe, I'm probably getting this wrong at some 
uniform, but it's the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. That's unbelievable. Uh, anyway, okay, so I'm over one. The next two are in the first the first matchup on your bracket out of the West. Gonzaga, a school that you should probably get. Well, yeah, the Bulldogs. Okay. See, I, Dude, I mean, if I got that, I could never call my. If I got that, you should turn off my. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a gimmick. It took bu- me a second. Because you thought the Zags? Well, I mean, the Bulldogs, I don't know. Okay, all right. And then you went, you went from the most difficult one in the field to literally one of the easiest. Well, I, you asked me to pick a bunch of them. Some right. of these you're just, okay. just going to get. All right. I'm just trying not to miss five then, at this point. Just keep going. And then the 16th Georgia here. State. Georgia State. Georgia State. I know I've bet on them before. I feel like it's a cat. Is it a cat? Pretty close. Pretty it's, cl- a pa- it's Panther. I was going to talk it out. Like, oh, I didn't know. You millionaire said rapid style. fire. You said rapid fire. No, we'll now, now, now rapid fire. We'll only got a couple game. minutes left. So. New Mexico State. That's the Aggies, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vermont. How many have I missed? Two? Yeah. I can't miss five. Uh, Vermont's the Catamounts. Yep. Well done. Montana State. The... The is that the Grizz or is that no? Okay, Montana State. Montana, I believe. Montana's the Grizz. Lee's are the Grizz. Montana State. Oh, the Bears. Yeah, they're the Bobcats. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Yeah, no, that would make sense because the other one would not. They wouldn't have the Grizz and the Bears. Would the they? 15th seed in the West. Okay. Uh, Cal State Fullerton. Fullerton, the Titans. Yeah, nice job. I watched them in the 1994 College World Series in Omaha with Ryan Klesko. This one you should probably get. I played a big factor in a major local college basketball game a few years back. The Norfolk State. Yeah, they did. They beat MU. They beat MU. They're green. Uh, Norfolk State. Jolly Green Giants? They're the Spartans. I knew they were green. The Sour Diesel? No. <laughs> the OG Kush? No. All right. How about an, an easier one? An how easier about one? it? How about Marquette? Oh, the Golden Eagles. Yeah. One of the sickest moments in my life was when KU went to the national championship in 03 against uh, Syracuse and Carmelo Anthony. I was in Chicago at the time, which is like a hour and a half drive from Milwaukee, which is where Marquette is. And KU was playing Marquette in the final four. And I was like, and they were playing the game on their big screen, like in their auditorium. So I went with that giant corny Jayhawk hat that I still wear that has the beak and the flaps and the wings and everything to Marquette Stadium to watch the game. And Kirk Heinrich dominated Dwayne Wade and KU went on the national championship. It was dope. Everybody hated me. What else you got? I've missed three. I got two left. This is one I literally did not know. I had no, never heard of this team, nothing. The uh, 15 seed in the East, they're playing Kentucky. The St. Saint Peter's. Oh, they're the, they're the, they're the Saints. I, I oh, no, no, no. They're the Peacocks. They're the Peacocks. They're the Peacocks. Yeah. <laughs> I knew they had a cool ass name. Yeah, they're the Peacocks. I had to look that one up. I didn't even, never heard of that You one. know who else was the Peacocks? Will Smith's team and at his junior college really? on 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 uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Remember when he was the? It might have been his high. No, his high school wasn't because that would be Bel Air High. Where they weren't the Peacocks. Somebody was the Peacocks on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because he was the mascot or Carlton was. Something happened with the Peacocks. All right. I believe you. All right. I believe you. Uh, moving to the other side of the bracket. Yeah, please. Facing off against Illinois, Chattanooga. The moccasins. Yeah, there's a mox. The mox. Short, but yeah. Well, I know uh, well enough to call them moccasins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Longwood, the 14th seed out there. Longwood? Longwood. They're facing off against Tennessee. There's almost a million things I said right now. and Can I say... Can you put those on air? I don't know. Can I say the name of... Do you remember... Did you ever watch the show Growing Pains? 
No. Mike Seaver had a friend, and his name was, it began with a B, and it ended with an R. But I don't know if I can say that on the radio, but they said it all the time on that on that show. I, I can tell you right now, that is that is not this team's mascot. It's not? No. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, whole... text me real quick, 913-576-7610, because we're like, you know, it's, it's past 7 o'clock. We're ready to on the text line at this point. You guys know what I'm talking about? I think it was Mike Seaver, his boy. Anybody remember that guy on that show? Somebody somebody knows what I'm talking about. They're cracking up right now. All right, what are they? They're the Longwood Lancers. If anybody should be the Peacocks, it's Longwood, bro. They're the Lancers? They're the Lancers. Okay. All right. Uh, Loyola, Chicago. They're the... Ramblers. Yeah, nice job. Uh, a little bit lower down, Delaware. What is Delaware? Delaware. Joe Flacco. Oh yeah, yeah, Delaware. The 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 hens, the blue hens. The blue hens, yeah. Another pretty easy one, San Diego State. Aztecs. Yeah. Richmond. Spiders. Yeah. One of the best mid courts and like paint painted mid courts in all of college basketball. That huge spider web. South Dakota State. They're the, are they the Jackrabbits? No, that's South Dakota. I mean, you were right. I was right. I'm not going to let you talk okay. yourself All out right. of it. They are the South Thank Dakota you. State Jackrabbits. That's uh, it? No, I got a couple more. Okay, good. Uh, I'm, the, I'm having fun. I don't care if anybody else is. <laughs> it's all about what you and I are doing. Well, right? yeah, at this point. Uh, a team that I see in the tournament every few years, but I, I honestly didn't know the mascot until I just looked it up. Uh, Colgate, based off against Wisconsin. Colgate. They're the Bears. Uh, I found them as the Raiders. Colgate Raiders. I don't know, man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying the internet's wrong. uh, I mean, I use their toothpaste all the time. (laughs) You're not a Crest guy? You're Colgate? No, Crest tastes like too sugary for me. Use Crest, you're a child. I have, honestly, I think it's Crest. Uh, Jacksonville State, the 15th seed against Auburn. The Dolphins. Uh, they're the Gamecocks. <laughs> Longwood should be the Gamecocks. Come on, let's be real. Uh, I didn't know there was another Gamecock. That's all I had. Okay, I did terrible. Jacksonville's the Dolphins. University of Jacksonville. I, I think, think you're right. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, I am not the mascot machine, we found out. coming Those up. Those are some tough ones, though. Yes, they were. Except for Gonzaga. How about that? He gives me Texas A&M, Corpus Christi Community College, Southern, something like that. And I'm like, I don't know well, what you're you talking about, dog. Well, you said to give you a few, few ones you may Gonzaga. know. I didn't want to just give you 15 <laughs> of the hard ones. Duke! What is, oh, Sean, what's KU's mascot? I don't know. How am I supposed to know? It's a fake I was only there for seven years. Coming up next, I got some thoughts on uh, Bobby Witt Jr., but I have more thoughts on Adalberto Mondesi, and I give you those thoughts right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So I got a plan of action. I'm the sports machine show on the Dean. That's Grant. In for Jay Binkley. Bink at Night is the name of the show. 610 Sports Radio is the name of the channel. You can also catch us on the Odyssey app. So here's the plan, Grant. I've got help from all angles at this point, but I need you to help also if I'm going to make the tool show on time. Ish. So it says that the show starts at 7.30. I was in contact with a buddy that is a stagehand, and he says that Tool probably comes on approximately 9.15-ish. So, again, that's kind of a ballpark number, which means I get off air at, when are you going to let me out of here? Like fifty, like 8.56? Approximately, yeah. What do you mean approximately? I need to know well, exactly, dude. I'm trying to do some math here. I mean, to be honest, it's it's... It's 8.57 and 50 seconds. What? You That's your out time. You can't get your brother out of here like 54 tonight or something? Yeah, we'll see what I can do. All right. Goodness gracious. Taking your power to the extremes here. So I've got like 17 minutes to get from here. I have to get. Here's what's going to be difficult. I have to sprint, and I'm not that fast anymore. I got to get down these stairs, down another set of stairs, not hurt my ankle, get outside, start my car, and then it's either Shawnee Mission Parkway or the highway, or a secret back way that I know. And that's what I'm going to end up doing that I can't tell you about. And I bet that I get there by the time the tool takes the stage. All right? And if I do, I'll tell you about the secret back way when I come on Friday night right here. Oh, th- what am I on? Thursday night for a couple hours. 7 to 9 on 610 Sports Radio. But that's if I get there on time. I got secret ways to get everywhere in this city, man. Well, I thought my way was secret to get to Arrowhead until I find out that, like, everybody does it. As a kid, my grandpa, Paul, used to be like, don't worry about it. I said, Paul, kick off in like 45 minutes, man. We were coming from his house in Mission. He'd go, we're good. And frankly, it used to be pretty good. That back route, Raytown Road by, uh, what's that that club that's been there forever? Uh, Funky Town. You're shaking your head like you've been there. Have you been there? I've been to Funky Town, yeah. You've been to Funky Town? Yeah, Funky Town's cool. What? I never stepped inside Funky Town. I've drove by Funky Town a million times. Like, but like I said, it was that path I was telling you. I'd be going to the Chiefs game, and I'd look over. I'd be like, one day, I'm going to go to Funky Town. Is it still there? 
If it's still yeah. there, we should go. It's still there? Yeah, I had some friends go like a week and a half ago. Oh, we should go. I don't know if my girlfriend's going to let me go to a place called Funky Town, but I'm going to try or lie. Unless she's listening right now, baby. I'll never do that to you. Would you want to go, Grant? A couple of homies go to Funky Town? I'd go to Funky Town, All yeah. right, cool. Let's do it. 913-576-7610. Meet us at Funky Town. Grant Nicholson, Sports Machine, Sean Levine. We were talking with our Royals insider, Josh Vernier, earlier. I love that guy. And uh, he was, look, let's be honest. Like, the thing I like about Vern is if I ask him to be straight up, he will be. Whether it's on the air or off or what he feels about a guy or a manager or whatever the situation is. Although, he also has a little bit of a duty to not talk too much smack, especially on the young players being, you know, the one of the mouthpieces of the Royals. That being said, with Mondesi, personally, because I'm not Vern, I can be a little bit more real, real, I'm, I'm over it. I am over it. Like, if you look at this guy's numbers, okay, if you want to go back to 2000, well, okay, let's go all the way back. For whatever reason, he made that appearance in the World Series, which made absolutely no sense. Who the hell thought that was a good idea at the time? Why would they have done that? I know it's hindsight, but I still have no idea. I didn't know why at the time. I was like, wait, that Mondesi? Anyway, so in 2016, we can start there. He played in 47 games, and he hit a grand total of, wait for it, two home runs and 185. But people will say, well, he got hurt, dude, and he was really young and probably came up a little bit too early. Cut him some slack. Okay, I'll cut him some slack. What do you do the next year? Well, he came back and he hit 170 with one home run. Again, well, he got hurt, dude. He only played in 25 games. Okay, fine. After that, can we start to say now he's got hurt twice and maybe you would hope that those young bones would be a little bit more stable and that he wouldn't get injured? Cool. Let's, as long as he comes back the next year and plays in at least, let's say, 100 games, I'll be fine. Well, he did come back the next year and hit 276 and everybody got really excited. The problem is he got hurt again. He only played in 75 games. And I don't want to knock a guy for being injured, but if he gets injured all the time, it's just like any of us at our jobs. Like, you don't want to knock somebody for being sick, but if they're constantly having a cold or if they're constantly out for this reason or that, like, man, I don't know if you're the best person for the gig. You're not getting enough actual work done, especially if you're at one point going to be paid a lot of money. Year after that actually was the only season, 2019, that Montessi played over 100 games, and he barely did. Let's not pretend like he played 155. He played 102. That year, he hit 263. The year after that, back to his old ways. He played 59 games, and he hit 256. And then last year, last year was crazy because it felt like it felt like a lot of people actually thought that he was about to turn the corner as far as staying healthy and playing, becoming that, if not five-tool player, like a three-and-a-half-tool player and stealing a bunch of bases and making some good plays out there in the field. And not only did he only play 35 games, but when he was on the field – he looked like garbage again. Six home runs, hit 230, 17 RBI, some questionable base running. That's obviously what he's best at. I actually saw Vern posted this yesterday. The odds on Alberto Mondesi to lead the league in stolen bases is three to one. That's nothing. You want to talk about a bad value? Yeah, if he stays healthy, he'll probably do it because the Royals don't mind being a running team, especially with that guy and does get on base. But Last time I checked to get on base and steal bases, you have to play. You can't be in street clothes like me. 913-576-7610. If you want to include the World Series of Bats I was talking about, which isn't fair, so let's get rid of that. This Mondesi experiment is not new. 
not even close to it. Six different seasons plus 15. You've seen that guy in a Royals uniform. The most games he's ever played is one of two. The highest average he's ever had is 270. The most home runs he's ever hit is 14. Does any of that sound like somebody that you're going to count on going forward? Does that sound like part of the long-term plans? Or let me give you an alternate here. Maybe there's another team out there that obviously they've got their research departments and they're scouting and they're paying these front offices a lot of money. And they're going to take out their microscope on Alberto Mondesi and look at him and tell you a lot of the same stuff that I just did. But maybe they also look at him at the beginning of this year and Mondesi gets off to a hot start, stays healthy for the first month. The Royals are playing okay baseball. And at that point, it might be time to sell. It might be time to move on. Because your only, your only hope of getting back some sort of value is that he takes the field this year, looks good for a while, and there's a team out there that's convinced that this is when he stays healthy. Then you trade him away to the Yankees, then he gets hurt, and then you get back a couple of prospects. Like We can all kind of see how this is going to go, right? But if you don't do that and you keep him around, I hate to say it, it's just as likely he plays 50 games that he plays 150 games. And if he plays 50 again, and then we're having the same conversation going forward, then I think everybody's going to say, all right, cool, didn't work, cut bait, Son of a pro, high draft pick, cool name, at times shines. But when it comes to actual production, I'm over it, especially with this new wave of guys, including Bobby Witt Jr. coming up. Let's talk a little Bobby Witt Jr. on the other side. And with Salvador Perez, what would it take for him to become the most popular player in Royals history? I'll tell you coming up next right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Somebody on the text line said Funky Town's pretty dope, so it's a date. Just figure it out. Are they open every night, or is that a weekend thing? What kind of a bar are we talking about here? Funky Town. What is one way to Funky Town? Is it like like cowboy boots? No, I think it's like a psychedelic situation. Oh. It's like a Funky Town in like oh, like that the makes more 60s, sense. 70s. Okay, a little bit more down my alley than at least you know. The alternative. I've like, heard they have like go-go cages. You can get up and dance in cages. And I stuff. can, or other people can. I think it's open to like whoever wants to. Really? I'd have to learn how to go-go dance. Ah, you could do it. I'm just saying my dancing's pretty limited. I can line dance. I think that's it. I can do the Dougie. 
Welcome back into the show. 610 Sports Radio's Pink at Night. Without Pink at Night. Grant Nicholson's here, though. That's my dude. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and you. We're halfway home here on a Tuesday. For my money, coming up on Thursday, it's the best day of the sports calendar. Because everybody pretends like they're working, no matter what your job is. If you go to see, they used to have this. I don't know if they still do. On CBSSports.com, you can watch the games live. And there was a button in the corner, the boss button, I think it was called, where just in case your boss walks by, you click on it and like a spreadsheet comes up. Just incredible. So since they had it years ago, something tells me it still exists. That I remember when I was young, and maybe this is just like a Kansas thing. Maybe if you grew up on the Missouri side and, you know, your team was in the NCAA tournament every single year, like a birthright, they didn't do this. But if you went to like a Blue Valley or Shawnee Mission School, they would wheel that TV in. They'd wheel that old school TV in during, if K, you had like an 11 o'clock tip off or something, you got to watch that thing in the lunchroom. I'm talking about Rex Walters and Adonis Jordan days. I'm talking like, I remember watching Greg Ostertag in the Blue Valley Northwest I think they put that one on the gymnasium. Anyway, I love it. That doesn't matter how old you are, what your gig is, what you're supposed to be doing. This upcoming Thursday and this upcoming Friday, college basketball all day, upsets, teams being eliminated, 11 a.m. tip offs, 10 p.m. tip offs. <sighs> Gambler's paradise. I love it. As far as Kansas' chances of cutting down the nets when it's all said and done. Uh, they have just a good chance to anybody. I know that's not a real bold statement, but I think there's probably oh, I really there's like five teams that I'd put actual money on, and then there's an additional say twelve teams that could win it all. It's wide open. It's much more. I know we always say that it's much more wide open than it's been in the past. Where that means a team like Kansas is this one of Bill Self's better teams? I wouldn't say so. Out of his nineteen years, I'd probably put this right in the middle. It's probably like the tenth best team that he's ever had. But that doesn't matter. How good are they compared to the rest of this field? To me, they're like the second probably best team in the field behind Gonzaga, and I put them ahead of Arizona. So if you're the second best team, if you won the Big 12 regular season, the Big 12 postseason, yeah, sure, you could cut down the nets at the end of this thing. It's weird, though, because it's not like a season where if they lose in the Elite Eight, everybody's going to be going, oh, my God, I can't believe Kansas didn't make it. They were so loaded. I guess it depends on who they play. If it's a VCU-type slip-up where it's like, who the hell is this school that had to play in the play-in game? But if they end up playing, if it goes chalk and they play Auburn one versus two to get the lead a team that spent a lot of time at number one this year, Auburn, and they end up beating them. Ironically, that's a team that knocked them out of the tournament a couple of years ago. I don't think anybody's been complaining too much. Or if we're talking about in a few weeks, Kansas is in the national championship game playing Duke or Gonzaga or whoever it is. I don't know if they could do that. I don't have my bracket in front of me, but you get my point. They could go either way. 913-576-7610. Off the basketball and back to the baseball here for just a few minutes. I think that Salvador Perez does have a chance to end up the most popular Kansas City Royal of all time. And let me tell you what he has to do. First of all, I think if you would have asked a lot of people during the Royals quote unquote run from 2014 and 2015 when they were going to back to back and winning the World Series, at the time, if you said who's the face of this team, most people for my money, probably would have told you Eric Hosmer. Maybe if people wanted to go to the pitching staff, somebody would have said you're Donald Ventura. Maybe people liked, uh, like the bullpen with Wade Davis and those dudes. There were a lot of different arguments, but certainly Salvador Perez was in the conversation. The Salvi splash and being the catcher for the best 
seven, eight, nine in the history, or seven, eight, nine innings, I should say, back into the bullpen that we've ever seen winning gold gloves, silver slugger awards, the big, bright smile, all those different things. But he kind of just, he was one of a bunch of dudes that you could argue was the face of that team. Well, he's also the only guy that's really left. You know, Alex Gordon was on that team. He's around until a couple of years ago. Cool. They end up signing Mike Moustakas for a year after they didn't think they were going too cool. But by and large, he's the guy. Like He's the one that is left. And in this day and age, it is so incredibly rare for a player like Salvador Perez to play his entire career for one organization. And sure, I can't read it in the future. I ain't Miss Cleo. I don't know if three, four years from now he's going to become a first baseman, if he's going to end up playing for a different team, or if the Royals are going to trade him away for prospects. Who knows what's going to happen? But I do know this. He ain't slowing down. He had the injuries a couple of years ago, and I thought maybe, okay, the Royals will transition him to first base and you know DH him, whatever it's going to be, kind of take some some miles off those <clears throat> excuse me knees, if you will. And all the dude did last year was hit, what, 47? Is that what he ended up with? Home runs. Right now he's 10 to 1 to lead baseball. That's it. 10 to 1. That's not crazy to lead baseball in home runs. We always talk about the statue in Kansas City and the ones that exist out in the outfield, right? You got the Frank White statue. You, of course, have the Dick Hauser statue. And then you have the George Brett one. For a while it was, well, is Alex Gordon going to get one or who's it going to, who's going to represent that Royals team? from six, seven years ago? Well, the answer's become pretty clear, right? It's Salvador Perez. If Salvador Perez can be part of another Royals team that ultimately goes on and wins the World Series, I think he supplants George Brett. I think he becomes the most popular Royal of all time. Obviously, George Brett came around at the perfect time where the organization wasn't around for a long time. Social media wasn't around, so he was winning multiple. He won, That dude won batting titles in three different decades. That's the craziest stat of all time. I think it was 79, 80, and 90 he won the batting title. Just nuts. One of the best baseball players of all time. But kind of like for a long time between Michael Jordan and LeBron James, it was like taboo to even bring up the conversation. Could he be the next? Could he be better? I think it's getting to that point with Salvador Perez. Now you look back at his career. I'm not saying he's a better player. Don't get it twisted. George Brett is a better baseball player. Both of them are going to, he'll end up in the Hall of Fame the same way Salvador Perez will. But I'm talking about popularity. I think Salvador Perez, if the Royals in the next few years with Salvi under contract can go back and he's again part of another team, the backstop for another rotation that gets back to and wins a World Series. Now, again, much easier said than done. I've watched Royals baseball my entire damn life, and between 1986 and 2014, they were the only organization in professional sports in America not to make the playoffs. So when the days get dark with Kansas City baseball, it could get really dark. I'm not suggesting it's going to. What I'm saying is the opposite. If the Royals get good this year or in the next couple of years and then make a run again and Salvi's still the catcher or whatever, still in a Royals uniform, DH and whatever he's doing a few years from now in his twilight days, and the Royals win another World Series and Salvi's the catcher or a player for a team that went to three and one, two in the age of social media, holy crap. He's our George Brett. Coming up next, 
Let's get off the baseball and back to the football. There's all kinds of moves going on. Some have happened during the show. We'll get you all caught up on the NFL free agency happenings right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Yo, what's going on? I am an hour and 12 minutes away from busting my ass out of here to get down to T-Mobile to see me some tool, baby. It's going to be an awesome show. If you're driving out there listening to me right now, maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I won't. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Free agency is abound. For a lot of teams other than the Chiefs, I mean, they're making some moves, but it's funny in the division, the Chiefs and the Raiders are like kind of making moves, thinking about some stuff, talking about some stuff, indicating some stuff, you know, Chiefs get a safety last night, Justin Reed, three years, $31 million. Does that signal the end of Tyron Matthew for sure? You would tend to think so. The only move the Raiders have made is re-sign Max Crosby. And then you look at the other two teams in the division. The Broncos are a wheeling and a dealing. And they've had a crazy day themselves. And they got Russell Wilson. And then you look at the Chargers. They've made a lot of moves, too. So we'll talk free agency right now. Let's hit at the phone line. Stefan, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Stefan? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Yo, what's going on? Uh, I know we're always talking about upgrades, upgrade, upgrade. Yeah. One of the reasons why the Chiefs lost to the Buffalo Bills is because there was a safety slash corner or whatever the heck he plays, he got burned all game long. Is Daniel Sorensen still on the team? (laughs) You sound so concerned with it. Uh, Well, no. I mean, he's an unrestricted free agent, and I can't see any way that the Chiefs would decide to bring that guy back. Now, I've said that in the past, and I've been wrong, like in the case last year with Demarcus Robinson. I'm on record of saying, well, if he's an unrestricted free agent, somebody's going to want to pay him because he was a wide receiver, Patrick Mahomes. Remember Albert Wilson? Remember that guy? Like, he got paid. Guys get paid just because they played here in Kansas City. But nobody really made an offer that he could refuse, so he decided to come back to Kansas City. Could the Chiefs do that same thing, like one-year sweetheart deal? You're comfortable here. You've already got the house here. I suppose, but you would think, Stefan, that like you said, that they're able to fill that hole with somebody else at this point. You know, he's been a stopgap for a long time. His popularity has gone up and down in this city, but his play has definitely gone down. So let's just hope that the Chiefs probably through the draft figure out a way to replace Daniel Sorensen. Okay, we're going to kind of fly through this because there's been so many moves and we'll work our way toward the AFC West. So I'm just going to go division by division and tell you at least the moves that matter that have happened so far through free agency. All right. Uh, J.D. McKissick has signed a two-year, $7 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. All right, so that's important. Uh, Roger Saffold re-signed with the Bills, the offensive guard. Mitch Morris, hmm? remember Mitch Morris? He signed a two-year, $20 million contract extension, 12 guaranteed with Buffalo as well. And then they signed a cornerback to a $11 million deal too. The reason I'm not saying his name is because I don't know how the hell to pronounce this guy's first name. S-I-R-A-N, Neil. Is it Siren? If it is, sickest name ever. They're making moves. 
As far as the Miami Dolphins, Teddy Bridgewater signs a one-year, $6.5 million guaranteed deal to be, I guess, the backup. I don't know what's going to happen there with the Miami Dolphins situation. They also got running back Chase Edmonds for a two-year, $13 million deal. So they're definitely trying to add to their offense. They got wide receiver Cedric Wilson overpaid, in my opinion, three years, $23 million. And they also bolstered their offensive line. They got Connor Williams, signed him to a two-year, $14 million deal. Right now we're talking about the Dolphins. We're going to fly through all these. They also re-signed of interest here locally, Emmanuel Ogba. Check out what Emmanuel Ogba gets now. Four years, $65 million, 33 guaranteed over the first couple to, uh, two years. So Emmanuel Ogba was an afterthought on the Chiefs defense years ago. Maybe a guy that they should have locked up long-term. Ends up getting a huge four-year, $65 million deal. All right, staying in that division, the Patriots re-signed Brian Hoyer, backup quarterback, whatever, two years. Re-signed James White. Yo, James White's been on that team since I can remember. Like, that's he's got to be 45 years old at this point. Uh, they also got... Dev McCourty re-signed to a one-year $9 million contract. There was talk that he wasn't going to re-sign there, and maybe he didn't appear in Kansas City. Not the case. And they got their kicker back. Woo he. Uh, and the Jets, they got Tevin Coleman at running back. I'm looking up and down their moves. Couple of offensive linemen. Nothing else to really speak of. All right, let's move on to some other teams of consequence, perhaps. The AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens. Not much. Kind of like the Chiefs. You look at them as a contender for sure. Uh, Marcus Williams, they got a five-year, $70 million contract for safety Marcus Williams. So that was their move. Essentially, they gave a guy that I would say is probably, I don't know, on par, maybe a little bit better, a little bit more accomplished than Justin Reed, more money and a longer-term deal. Marcus Williams goes to the Baltimore Ravens. The Cincinnati Bengals, the team that knocked out the Chiefs, they have got offensive guard Alex Kappa, $35 million for the next four years. Also re-signed offensive lineman Ted Karras. So that line was pretty good, and they re-signed a bunch of those dudes. Nothing to really speak of. The Browns, movers and shakers. Amari Cooper. Eh, I mean, does that do anything for anybody? Now he's on his third team. He's kind of a guy that he was hot for a minute there, but not really. Anyway, they get him in a trade with the Dallas Cowboys for a fifth-round draft pick and a swap of six-rounders. And then David Njoku was the guy that they franchise-tagged. And they got Chase Winovich from the New England Patriots. So a lot of moves made there. And then, of course, they let Laurent, uh, Landry walk also. So lots of new faces and new places when it comes to that team. far as the Pittsburgh Steelers go, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, two, uh, what did he get? He got a $2 million deal. They got another quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, two years, $14 million. It's crazy to now look back in hindsight at that draft, that Trubisky, Mahomes, Watson, that kind of trio. It's almost like at this point with Watson, man, not only is he taking the time off, but you don't know what you're going to get as far as the human goes off the field. Trubisky, weird that he's still even making that type of money. To, like, he could make upwards of $27 million over two years. Mitchell Trubisky, if that goes well for him with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, who knows what direction they're going to end up going post-Ben Roethlisberger. All right, let's keep flying through this, move on to the South, the AFC South, that is. Jeff Driscoll resigned backup quarterback, or who knows what quarterback he ends up being. Chris Conley, remember that guy? Chris Conley, where you been? Resigns a one-year, $2 million contract. That feels like maybe just bring him back here. I don't know. I mean, he didn't do much. You got a bunch of Chris Conleys. Ah, forget what I just said. Screw it. You got already... We got a bunch of those dudes. Um, let's see. They got a couple of offensive linemen. You guys never heard their names. Doesn't matter. 
and that's the moves that they've made. Mo Ali Cox goes to uh, resigns with the Colts, I should say, three years, eighteen million dollars. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Zay Jones, pretty talented wide receiver, gets thirty million for three years. Christian Kirk, did you see this dude? What the hell, Christian Kirk, wide receiver. Gets four years, $72 million, including $37 million guaranteed. If all goes right, Christian Kirk is going to make four years, $84 bucks. Who's your agent, bro? Isn't that the Jags just being stupid, though? I guess. I mean, maybe they know something we don't. That's a I, lot of money. It's a lot of money, especially for him to be, like, what, your number one guy for Trevor Lawrence? I, I, they're paying him that way, so I guess so. I don't know. Because there's some talk that they're not happy, or LaVisca Chanel's not happy down there. Maybe he ends up in Kansas City. Uh, offensive guard Brandon Scherf signed a three-year, $50 million deal, so they're bulking up their offensive line down there in Jacksonville for what it's worth. The Titans' Jeff Swaim agreed to a $3.5 million extension. That's it for that division. All right, so now that we've got a couple minutes left and we've gone through the rest of the AFC, let's go ahead and take a little bit of a deeper dive to what's happened in the AFC West. Because they haven't made a lot of moves, we can talk about the Chiefs for a second. Orlando Brown got the franchise tag. Justin Reed last night, if you're not paying attention, three years, $31 million. So that probably signifies the end of Tyron Matthew. And then Frank Clark, he had him by the balls, you know? Like, it was either they, it's either pay him dead money and let him walk, which is probably what I would have done, or do what they did, which is give him a new two-year, $29 million deal, upwards of 36 if he hits his incentives, rip up the old contract, and now he takes he's less of a hit on your salary cap. It sucks, but it looks like he's going to be around at least next year and probably the next two in the case of Frank Clark in a Chiefs uniform. The Raiders, like I was saying earlier, only one move. Max Crosby, stud, got $98 million. He got the Justin Houston treatment, basically $100 million for four years. The other teams in the division have been the real movers and shakers in the NFL. The Denver Broncos, I'm going to go through all these. They got Russell Wilson in a trade, obviously, with the Seahawks. They get with a fourth round and a second round, and then they swapped fifth rounders, gave up Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris to bring back Russell Wilson. Look, if it works, then that's well worth giving up that hole. No question about it. A bunch of mediocre draft picks and mediocre NFL football players at best to get back a Russell frickin' Wilson. Yeah. I mean, this division becomes really fun with Carr and Wilson and Herbert. And, of course, this cat you've probably heard of called Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that is a quarterback division right there. And then earlier today, Randy Gregory was flirting with this team and that one and ultimately end up also with the Denver Broncos on a five-year, $75 million deal, 30 of that guaranteed. So the Broncos better on offense, better on defense, and you'd have to imagine healthier than they were a year ago. And so are the Chargers. Mike Williams, Chiefs have needed a wide receiver, at least want a wide receiver, so his name came up. He ends up re-signing with the Chargers, $16 million over three years, 40 of that guaranteed. They also got Khalil Mack last week in a trade. They traded with the Bears to bring back Khalil Mack. Again, if you look at his stats the last few years, not maybe the guy that you think he is, like the double-digit sacks are a little bit behind him, but... He can still get to the quarterback. He still has a lot of quarterback pressures. He's still elite. You add him to a Chargers defense that was middle of the pack last year. And then last night, they signed J.C. Jackson for a five-year, $83 million deal, 40 guaranteed. If you haven't heard his name, I ain't mad at you because I do my research also. I thought it was Jermaine Jackson, J.C. Jackson, apparently. This dude already has 25 interceptions his first four years in the NFL. Apparently, he's known as Mr. INT. Who knew? Now he's in that Chargers secondary, so 
Let me take a deep breath. That's what's happened so far in the AFC. What are the Chiefs going to do? What do the Chiefs need to do? Do they need to do anything? We'll talk about that coming up. We'll get back into the Royals baseball. And I got some college basketball thoughts also. One more hour of Bink at Night coming up next right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 